We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Happy Saturday to everyone, although it might be a different day if you're listening to this on podcast. The weather for this upcoming week, the cold will move on soon. We'll bounce back to regular March weather and probably even hit the 60s at the end of the work week. And this segment is possible today because of Nebraska Grain Sorghum Board, Lower Platte South Natural Resource District. Coming up on the show, for most businesses, overhead is their second highest expense. When leasing or buying your business space, what is it that's changing in contracts these days? If you haven't had to do this for a few years, you're going to want to pay attention. And Lincoln Public Schools continues to grow. We'll have an update on school construction with Dr. Bob Rauner. Everybody's favorite doctor. Yeah. Economic development news. What new companies are coming to Lincoln and which companies are doing growing? Doing some growing. Luke Peltz from Chamber of Commerce's Lincoln Partnership for Economic Development will be in with a report. Well, Robin, let's introduce our uh, guest in the studio. We have Michael Hannon today. He's from Baylor, Evan, Wolf, and Tannehill Law Firm, which is a mouthful, and that recently changed, and you and I have to have to talk, have to remember all those new names. They just had like this big merger over there. They did. <laughs> Congratulations on you're now the what the biggest law firm in Lincoln, right? Uh, yeah, well, thank you. Um, yeah, biggest law firm uh, fully located that here has in Lincoln. fully yeah. located yep. here. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Um, what we wanted to do is have you come in and talk about some of the changes in. Let's say a business owner is looking at the economy right now and trying to decide what to do about renewing their lease or buying another building, and maybe they haven't had to make a decision like that in a lot of years, um, maybe once or twice in a decade. And some things in leases, for example, do not change over time and others do. And I was wondering, do you still see those clauses about 9-11? <laughs> leases, um, terrorist language. Do you still see COVID clauses? What what things have changed? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of things, you know, stay the same uh, through the through lease negotiations uh, year over year. But uh, as you mentioned, some of those those types of clauses, you know, they're still prevalent. Um, they're still happening, um, whether they're COVID clauses or pandemic related clauses. They're they're happening. Um, t- tenants should be aware of it. But we what we've seen is, is they're not really. Um, deal breakers or no, huge negotiation right. points. Um, they're just another they're clause just in the contract. They're just there. <laughs> just make it longer, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, we, there is some, uh, you know, rent deferment. Um, in We've seen that in some context, meaning, you know, if another government shutdown happens and something, what might happen there? And, you know, those aren't real common, but um, tenants, hmm. you know, might ask for it and landlords or commercial landlords should be aware that that might be a negotiation point. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I just noticed that uh, when we have one of these issues that pop up, we write another paragraph in there, and it doesn't seem to ever go away. It just always stays there because that's an issue that has caught people by surprise. 
Yeah, and it, you know, these leases are so long, it is a good idea to have an attorney look at them oh, because every yes. year there's some new clause that that goes in them. Absolutely. Um commercial sales contracts, what is the same or what is changing and the if you're going to buy a business building and you're looking at a document, how has that changed? Yeah, I think both for the the sales contract or the lease, another Huge topic um, that it's on everybody's mind is is inflation. Um, yeah. What is that doing to the rental market um, and the commercial market? And it's another thing we're seeing in leases and in, in contracts is is for particularly for rent is rental increases. You know, each year, you know, oftentimes one to two percent might be a common increase. You know, with the which way is kind of conservative compared what, to what's really been is, happening. Which is pretty low in in most of them that I. See and and landlords are starting to think about does that percentage need to be higher um, just based on the, the market and the inflation and obviously that's a negotiation point um, within the lease but it's an important thing to point out because inflation is affecting affecting every part of the market mm-hmm. um, and when you're starting when you're thinking about signing a long term lease it's particularly as a landlord looking to lock that up uh, that's an important important uh, uh, aspect of the negotiations. With uh, higher interest rates, buyers and sellers are a lot more likely these days than they have been in a decade to consider seller carryback and seller financing. What issues should parties look to their attorneys for in seller carryback documents? That's a, it's an interesting topic, and like you mentioned, they are more common now. Um, it's from an attorney side of things, and and. It's one of those things you really want to make sure you're doing your due diligence. Oh, yeah. Um, it more so when, when you're not getting financing through a, 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 the normal route and you're, you're considering doing it from, from an owner financing, you really need to do your due diligence on who's buying that property. Um, are they going to be able to, to handle this? Credit worthy. Credit worthy. Are, are they credit worthy? Um, it's, it's oftentimes not a recommended approach, but sometimes that's the only way that the deal can get done. Well, when um, interest rates have gone from... Four to eight percent in six months. Yeah. Yeah. It's sometimes it's it might be the only option, and so. But when you you know, it's it's we just really stress that if it's if it's something you're considering, involve an attorney, involve a financial, uh, some professional or bank or have somebody make sure that this person is is, or or, or business is you know creditworthy. Yeah. 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 And then you can help draft the actual document itself between the two parties, which is probably kind of like a bank loan. Absolutely, and I and you know of course uh, that that is what we do, um, and 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 attorneys are there for, and it's one of those things, and a, a, a document that important, um, that's really going to govern your relationship going forward for quite a while. Um, certainly, we would recommend this that. is not yeah. go review. surf the internet for a template time. That's not the thing to do. That so. is usually when uh, I I get involved on the litigation side on the other side. Is when, when somebody did wrong. that, yeah. <laughs> and that's what you want to avoid. Our yeah. listeners have heard me say this before. Most of the people who I've had who get in legal troubles don't use attorneys until they get in trouble, and then it's usually way more costly to do it that way. Get a get your attorneys to help you on the front end. Absolutely, it's less and not every problem is fixable. Um, right, if it is, it's probably going to be expensive an expensive problem. You've been listening to Michael Hannon from Baylor, Evan and Wolf, and Tannehill Law Firm. If a uh, business needs help with some of this, what's the best way to get a hold of you, Michael? Yeah, so we with particularly with our merger, we are um, primarily can handle any practice area, um, including some of the topics we've discussed. 
Um, so just uh, if you have specific attorneys, um, we have different practice groups that you know, just contact our, our office number and, and ask for them. Otherwise, um, just contact our office number and explain a little bit about your situation and we'll, we'll route you to the right attorney. Yeah, I would say just Google Baylor Avenon and yes. the rest of the names will come up. You don't have to remember all of them. Um, and that'll get you right there. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it is 402-475-1075. That's correct. That's the number I remember. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot for coming in, Michael. Coming up next, Dr. Bob Browner will be in from the Lincoln School Board, and he's going to give us updates on the new construction projects on the schools around town. This will be a fun segment. We'll be right back. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Just announced this week the median new construction home price in Omaha for a house, $416,000. In Lincoln, $580,000. Income needed to qualify for a home like this in Omaha, got to earn $141,000 a year. But in Lincoln, you got to earn $194,000 a year. Yeah. Households shut out of the new home market, Omaha, 330,000 households. Lincoln, 130,000 households shut out of this market. This segment is possible today because of Service Master Professional Building Maintenance, University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business. We love to hear updates on new construction and Nobody does more construction except Lincoln Public Schools, maybe the hospitals. Maybe. But I don't know. I think it's the schools. <laughs> we want to welcome to the show Dr. Bob Bronner from the school board. How are you doing today? Good. <laughs> well, we would like, like to hear about the, first of all, the, and this is especially for people who don't have kids in the school system and they mm -hmm. kind of know some things, but they don't really know what the latest is. What's going on with the, the new buildings? Okay. Well, you know, we have three big new buildings, you know, the two new high schools. Uh, Northwest is mostly open, but hit some uh, uh, supply chain issues. So, for example, the auditorium, there's things that we just couldn't get. So some mm. things got delayed, unfortunately. And that's just the market we're in right now. Uh, Standing Bear is on track to be mostly done this summer so that uh, they can start moving in and getting ready for the kids coming in August. And to help people mm -hmm. remember which one is which. Okay, the first one you referred to is up near the airport. Yep. The second one? Way southeast. Down by mm -hmm. the brand new Lincoln mm -hmm. Electric yeah. system. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Very that, southeast, but we couldn't call it South Keys. Because southeast. we already we had one. one so, yeah. uh, and in the future, we'll have to... We already knew we were going to move names because you ran out of directions. So, right. Um, so, <laughs> right. Um, and then the, the new elementary school, uh, West, I'm Robinson, out, out east. Uh, and so that one's open. And, and, and so. The, and the, is the, that the one on East O? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. like, really far east, mm -hmm. like 105th and East O Somewhere or something. Like that range, that yes. Sound about right, Dave? Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And then there's, but there's also other major projects. I mean, the, the, the bond fixes a lot of other things. So, for example, we had two schools that still didn't have ground source heat pumps. And so those park is done and now Everett is next. So, what would be the point where every place has a ground source heat pump? And that's one of those things. It's, a, it's an upfront investment, but boy, it saves money over time. So, despite adding new buildings, our energy costs are flat, which saves money in the long run. So, uh, and that's 20 years worth of good planning and work. So, every school will have ground source heat pumps uh, after those two huh. projects are done. Huh. Uh, and then there's lots of middle to smaller projects because you have to start to catch up on things. So, for example, across the street from me at Leffler Middle School, that what's going on is this expanded lunchroom. Uh, as schools grew, you, if a lunchroom's not big enough, then you have to start having feeding kids in shifts of three and four shifts because you just don't have a big enough lunchroom. 
And so several this is not a problem I sat around and thought about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's a logistical issue. It is. Yeah. 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 I know. I, you know the, the planning crew, I, I'm always amazed with them. I mean, Scott, Scott Wiescam and his crew, they have got all these buildings to plan, keep up to date with. Yeah. They call them program deficiencies because if everybody else has it, we want everybody to have it. So, yeah. So if, you, so if somebody gets this, we need. So even Lincoln East is getting some new things, for example, on family consumer sinus, some of the, 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 the mechanical type things. Um, we're putting in a new focus group program, so the aviation focus group program. That's getting some more more updates, and so lots of other things going on other than the, than the brand new schools. Actually, during COVID, especially in 2020, we heard about kids who ghosted at the end of the semester, and we heard about higher dropout rates. Was that year a one-off? Did that continue, or where where are we with those issues? Yeah, yeah we did drop off our graduation kit rates because some kids just kind of checked out mentally for a while. But was it just so, that year, or yes, is it was this actually. systemic? So we're our four-year graduation rate is already back to where it was in 2019. So those kids did come back. Okay. Um, they measure it two ways. They have a four-year graduation and a seven-year graduation. So that one lags a little bit because not everybody does graduate on time, but we don't give up on the kids. We keep working with them. So sometimes they don't graduate in four. They graduate in five, six, or seven years. Mm-hmm. So that one's still lagging. It hasn't caught back up because that includes that sort of ghost year. Okay. But the four-year graduation rate has actually caught back up already again. So so okay. we're making progress on you know recovering the learning loss and things that happened and didn't go right during the pandemic. Now, that's interesting about a seven-year, like you watch them for the next seven mm-hmm. years, and there must be something about that age mm-hmm. that they mature and yeah. realize Result- they need that GED. Results with teenagers vary somewhat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they don't always follow directions, you know. Spoken to people who have been through teenage, uh, yeah. teenagers, hey, I always find it interesting about, you know, birth rates going up mm-hmm. and down and, you know, all this affects class sizes and, and the growth in Lincoln. Why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, some of the challenges you have in the future with the mm-hmm. school system because of the growth? Yeah. I mean, you have to plan five and 10 and 20 years out. Well, how right. do you do that without really good data? And the problem is growth comes from three buckets. You know, birth rates, those are nice because we, we have five years of lead time. When the kid's born, we know they're going to show up in about five years. So that gives us some planning <laughs> right. time. But there's two other buckets. There's people who move to Lincoln who have children. And that's where our huge variation happens sometimes. And then also because we're basically a refugee resettlement community, we could get 100 Afghan kids or 100 Ukrainian kids. or, And those come in boluses. And so how do you plan for those other buckets? Uh, and so right now we seem to be at somewhat of a level leveling phase right now. But that also happened in like 2008, 2010. And then we just took off. Uh, there was a time between 2010 and 18 where we were growing in North Platte public schools every three to five years. How do you plan for that? And that's how our high school sort of got over capacity because when that hit, it takes a while. That's what pushed really the need for the school bond is when we just start growing so fast, you got to build for those kids. Remember you and I were, Dave, were a bit surprised that the at the census rate that it seemed sort of stagnant, but that matches up with what he's saying. Yeah, and just back to what you were talking about, and I find that interesting, that, that big increase. Which one of those buckets, or was it all those buckets that caused that increase? It was mostly people moving in, just growth from jobs, but also hmm. a lot of refugee resettlement happened between 2002, 10 to 18. That was Those are the two big buckets, and those both dropped off during the pandemic. The right. birth rates are, have kind of flattened out a little bit, although there actually was a little bit of a bump nationally in 2021. I haven't seen the Nebraska data yet to see if we got that 2021 bump. Um, so, you know, that that's long-term birth rates in the United States have been mostly dropping However, it's been mostly made up by immigration, actually. So we, we would be a shrinking com- country if it wasn't for immigration. 
But yet I wonder, given the data we just gave at the beginning of this segment, how do you accommodate those refugees mm -hmm. with housing shortage and the cost to build new housing being so extraordinarily high? Yeah. I wonder if that bucket can continue to fill like it has. Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing, there is there is a lot of apartments going up. It seems like every place yeah. you drive around Lincoln, there's That's another apartment building. the other option. Um, and are we hitting a point in life where we can't, we all, we are, us Americans, we're used to our detached single family homes, but most of the world doesn't live that way, actually. They live, tend to live more in apartments and you know multi-unit housing. So are we going to be moving in that direction? I don't know. Uh, that You need to ask the planning people that. Yeah. But that is one thing, like Scott, and, and they are often talking to the planning people because when we see rooftops going and building permits, they can actually project roughly how many kids go into that type of a house, sure. for example. That's what they're looking long-term to say, okay, where's gonna, where, 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 where we, might we be in middle school in the future, for example? Fascinating uh, stuff to think about, where the, mm -hmm. where the city might go next. Mm -hmm. That is truly interesting. Well, thanks a lot for coming in, um, taking your time to share with us what's going on in schools and just noodling a little bit about the future growth. Mm -hmm. Welcome. Coming up Thanks. next, Roger Frank from Frank Financial Concepts. We needed someone to talk about the banking crisis this week, and he's willing to do it. He's going to stick his neck out. <laughs> we look forward to Roger. We'll be right back. Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. If you travel north on North 56th Street or Highway 77 north of Cornusker, or maybe even over North 70th Street headed up towards the interstate, McCormick Drive is in a warehouse park that you've probably seen there. And Beth Stork, which, which uh, manufactures drive belts and other things, just pulled a $1.8 million building permit. The entire area north of that is going to receive a blight designation so that tax increment financing can be used to bring even more warehouse companies to North Lincoln. And this segment is possible today because of Lincoln Airport Authority, Charter Title, and Nebraska Prep Equipment. During times of banking tremors and bad news about the banking sector that's in the news, we turn to our friend, Mr. Roger, who has a very calm voice and, like the other Mr. Rogers, assures us and makes us feel better about the things that are happening. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Roger Frank from Frank Financial Concepts. Just tell me you're wearing a sweater right Are you wearing now. a sweater? <laughs> no, actually, I'm not today. It's quite warm here in Arizona today. Well, um, as everyone knows, Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank, seized by FDIC regulators. Credit Suisse was also in the news uh, when Saudi National Bank said it would not give them any more assistance. So what a, what a, what a couple of weeks here. Yeah, what, I mean, what, is this, what are some of the implications that you feel regarding some bank stocks? Now, I do know that uh, there were a group of banks that – put together a backstop for First Republic Bank. But uh, yeah. just uh, let us know what, yeah, what, what's what your you take? think. Yeah, I, it's been an interesting week or so uh, in the banking sector. Uh, you know, hopefully it's not what we saw in 08 and 09 by any means, but um, they've been trending lower. And I, I don't know that there's a bank out there that really escaped the selling. And... You know, the question is, is, is it an 08? Is it 09? Uh, will we see more bank failures? 
is it an isolated case? We really don't know at this time. But, you know, the question is, is, is it the beginning of a larger bank problem? And I, and I think time will tell uh, and we'll have that answer. We heard that crypto was a common thread in some of this. We heard that some of them were risky stocks. Um, I heard a lot of the phrase bad management. Um, yeah. Again, what what is your take? Yeah, I think bad management is certainly right up there. Uh, but I think personally, uh, the rapid rising interest rates over the last year has caused some of that as well. Uh, there was a big bond portfolio that was sold at a very deep discount uh, during this, and that didn't help that particular bank uh, by any means. So I think the Federal Reserve uh, has been tightening. Uh, you know, it's, as I mentioned, it's been a pretty rapid pace. Uh, they're going to meet again next week. And with this banking issues that we've been going through, will that change their mind of rate increases? Uh, is it going to be zero, quarter point, half a point? So I guess we'll have to wait and see there. But there's certainly been some cracks in the economy that's starting to show because of the rate increases. And that's one of the things that the Federal Reserve is trying to do is to slow that economy. And, you know, I hate to say it, but maybe there's a big chunk that's coming in, and maybe that will be the reason why the Fed pauses interest rate hikes. But yeah. yet if they, if they pause, it sort of concedes that there's a problem and then people panic. And, yeah, I mean, it's sort of a no-win situation. Certainly yeah. for them. Yeah, for sure. Hey, uh, how did the rest of the markets do this week? You know, overall, the markets uh, have been trending lower. Uh, Thursday was a pretty decent day in the market. We actually saw some bank stock recover some, uh, but generally the week has been down. Uh, I I think um, the markets, you know, mostly is down because of the banking sector. It, It just really didn't. Um, avoid any specific sector. Everybody was down because of that. But, you know, we've talked about this over the, the radio show for several years, and and usually I start getting calls from clients when things like this happen, and I certainly did this time around as well. But I really believe that it's important that if you do have concern, the concerns about the markets, the banking stocks, uh, go visit with your financial provis- uh, professional. Reach out to them. I know you talk to them about your risk tolerance, your objectives uh, when you open the account, but have you revisited those? Uh, And and you really should be revisiting those on a regular basis anyway. But remember why you purchased certain investments in your portfolio and how they fit in with the overall plan. If the plan hasn't changed, then really your investments still fit in your plan as well. So reach out to that financial professional during uh, times of volatility and markets. We have a pretty good track record of government bailouts, so does that mean maybe we should think about buying low? You know, I don't know if you're going to see a government bailout in this particular case, right? at least as of right now, uh, specifically for the banking uh, industry. However, if you are comfortable owning banking stocks or maybe you already own banking stocks, uh, visit with your financial professional to see if maybe you should add more to that space or get into that space. He or she will work with you to find the best options and make sure that that fits into your risk and your objectives. But we've also been talking here recently, too, uh, fixed income may still be an attractive place to be. And in times of volatility like this, uh, a lot of people do try to go to the fixed income space for uh, at least uh, some returns in the the investments. Thank you, Roger. Uh, Lots of good information there. We appreciate it. You bet. Thank you.
Roger Frank is a registered representative of Evan Securities offered through Bertha Fisher & Company, Financial Services, Inc., BFCFS, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through BFC Planning, Inc. Frank Financial Concepts, BFCFS, and BFC Planning, Inc. are independent entities. I am a client of Roger, and I'm not being compensated. Coming up next, Luke Peltz from the Lincoln Partnership for Economic Development has a report on businesses coming into Lincoln, businesses that might come into Lincoln, and challenges for recruiting companies to Lincoln. Economic development is not boring. It's our future. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Is doing your own podcast too time-consuming? Partner with us at Grow Lincoln and we'll help you out. Between our two Grow Lincoln shows, we have a built-in audience of thousands of people and can push your podcasts out for you. Message us on Facebook or Twitter for more information. And this segment is possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, and Baylor, Evden, Wolf, and Tannehill Law Firm. We'd like to welcome to the show Luke Peltz. He's with the Chamber of Commerce's Lincoln Partnership for Economic Development. Um, here to give us some news about businesses expanding and being recruited to come to Lincoln and some of the pluses and challenges that go along with all of that. Thanks a lot for coming to the show today, Luke. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. And I do want to say congratulations on Burl Aviation, the cargo development company project that was just announced by the airport and Timpty Aluminum Trailer Manufacturing. I know you guys were supporters of those projects. Yeah, the, the 2023 got off to a great start with the Burrell uh, Aviation announcement. You know, they're looking at bringing uh, up to 350 jobs, building about 200,000 square feet. And That's inve- big. Yeah, it's, <laughs> That's it's bigger massive. than a Walmart, people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Invest in about $60, 65000000 million. Um, big, big announcement. Um, that project moved really fast, um, mainly because of the, the major asset we have in the airport out there. So... They're looking at being inside of the fence, and, and we continue to work with them on some creating some marketing materials around what we have here from a logistics standpoint. So I think there's a lot of benefit that can come from that project that will trickle down to the other side of the fence, so even more potential opportunities to bring some new businesses to Lincoln. So, okay, so when you talk about a fence, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, on the runway and then off the runway. L- like um, literally li- within the airport itself. Yes. But what you're saying is this will create jobs that are kind of tang- tangential to the airport. Yep. So if you bring in you know, an aviation company that's, let's just say they're bringing in cargo, um, that cargo is going to need to be shipped out from Lincoln to somewhere else. So there's other opportunities for trucking or other logistics, warehousing, that type of stuff. So yeah, it's it's the uh, the multi- ri- the ripple effect. Yeah, yep. Or multiplier effect, as I multiplier, learned. Yeah, learned in my uh, uh, college classes uh, just a couple decades ago. Yeah, it, it's a uh, it's it's a big deal. Um, you know, and, and the Timpty announcement. You know, so. Some folks don't know that they've been actually in operation here for over 10 years already um, right. out on West O um, in the Thunderstone building. You know, they're looking at building another 200,000 square foot building, investing $22 million, adding 80 jobs right here in Lincoln. So it's a, it's a new product line for them, uh, expanding out the aluminum trailer component. So um, once again, really excited about that project and, and kudos to the airport. You know, we got some uh, good land out there that, that uh, they were able to, to work with Timpty on. So we're, we're excited about that project as well. Well, uh, you've had all sorts of success 
in all sorts of different things. How about coming up with a couple of ones that we may not know about yet, or can you talk anything about any of those sort of projects? That's one of the best parts. Um, you know, we give all these projects code names, um, <laughs> so <laughs> secrecy is a big deal. But, you know, we, we, we have some active things going on. You know, we, we make a concentrated effort to recruit businesses that have a target, you know, we have a target industry sector, you know, advanced manufacturing, logistics, fintech, insurance, ag tech. Um, software development. That, those are our target industries that we're going after. And, you know, we've started the year off pretty strong already. Um, and and there's there's been some good traction. You know, ultimately, you know, the worst kept secret is, is 56th in the interstate, um, the, the data center yeah. that purchased land a few years back. You know, I, I, I hope to get something moving on that. Is that um, that's still alive? That's still, that's still alive. Um, and, and like I said, it's been five years in the making. So, Hopefully here uh, soon, you know, something something happens there. Wow. I mean, that is that it was has all, been five years. Yeah, that was a large chunk of ground that was purchased. Yeah, over 600 acres. So that that's a project. Which is more challenging for recruiting companies, the shortage of labor or the housing or something else? Um, it, it's a combination of both of those. Um, the shortage of labor... You know, we've always traditionally been one of the lowest unemployment in the country, um, which means that we're getting eliminated on projects before we're even seeing the project. Yeah. Um, so that's difficult. Um, the biggest hurdle is we're trying to not get eliminated on these projects. So as we get an, an RFP to us, um, we're trying to put our best foot forward to ultimately get a site visit, have them come and visit Lincoln, hmm. have them talk to Despite the, our <laughs> yep. labor shortage. Yep. And have them talk to our local businesses about, you know, when they do get the folks hired, what their work ethic is like, you know, how they show up on time, you know, and, and hear from their counterparts in the industry. Because Lincoln does show really well, um, to be completely honest. It's it's a big deal to get them here. That's, that's the hardest part, getting the East West Coast folks to come and take a look at Lincoln. You know, the the days of when, when I came over to LPED um, 10 years ago, um, we had a lot of big, large IT projects. I'm talking like 500 to 1,000 software engineers and IBM type of project. Right. Um, we had a lot of those projects going and, and visited, and we ultimately got second on three different projects like that. Those days of the 500-plus uh, employment centers, are no more. We haven't seen. We have. We've only seen two office projects in the last year um, that have come into our office. A majority of it's been advanced manufacturing, logistics, that type of stuff. But office is just really slowed down. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I, I we did talk to Burrell a- Aviation on our show, and we just the airport just happened to be a perfect fit for him. I mean, which you know, yay for Lincoln that we happen to have the runway length that they needed and uh, the land next to it and all of the infrastructure at that air, uh, at the airport to make that work for them. So, Did you that, think that that was lucky or was it just really fast action to make the things happen that needed to happen to make it happen when it did? No, it, I mean, luck, yes, potentially, but Burrell, um, they have, a fantastic group behind them and that we're doing the due diligence and Lincoln just met all the, we were ready. All, yes. Yeah. Yes. As they so eloquently yeah. put it, we checked all the boxes. Yeah. 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 So, 
Yeah. Well, good stuff. Um, we appreciate what you do down at the chamber, or lobbying for businesses and watching the regulation that goes on and letting us all know because we don't have time for that. <laughs> um, but most of all, for bringing these great companies and great jobs. Coming up next, businesses opening, closing, and moving in all different parts of Lincoln. We'll be right back. This city is my city, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. I was born and raised here, I got it made And if I have my way, I'm gonna stay Ever be It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome to Grow Lincoln. We've got a lot of business opening and closing news for you this segment. And by the way, if you missed our last segment, we had quite a bit there too. You'll probably want to pick up that podcast and listen to Luke Peltz from the Chamber of Commerce Lincoln Partnership for Economic Development, who is talking about recruiting businesses to Lincoln. Yeah, very interesting stuff. Uh, this uh, segment is possible today because of Realtors Association of Lincoln, Sarder Heyman Jewelers, and Lincoln Electric System. Out at Southwest 6th Street and West A Street, Bison, otherwise known as IMS, um, they do sports equipment, seeking to expand its buildings and took a project to the Planning Commission and the City Council. And I believe this addition to their sporting, what is it, sporting manufacturing facility, is that the right way to describe what yeah, they do? We'll, we'll roll with that one. $8.4 million building permit that you yes, noticed. I did notice that. That's, that's a significant building permit. Hey, uh, there is already a, a Fat Dogs convenience uh, store out by the airport exit. But there's going to be a apparently larger new one coming on board at 1101 West Bond because uh, I just saw a building permit, Robin, for $5.5 million. And this Fat Dogs uh, is a group out of central Nebraska, and they've got uh, multiple locations. A chain of convenience yeah, Multiple stores. locations up and down Interstate 80 here I believe all of them are in the state of Nebraska. Maybe not. I think maybe a couple of them aren't, but up and down Interstate 80. So. I remember finding out that they bought a motel and driving up to look at, like, why? what is a fat dog's and why would a fat dog buy a motel? And I ended up messaging with them on Facebook and they confirmed that they bought an old dilapidated motel up there and yeah. are converting it to a convenience store. Bingo. So... Hey, uh, also out on West O, uh, at 4201 West O, there was a building permit pulled for uh, a trucking terminal, and I did a little bit of extra investigating, found out it appeared to be Advantage Trucking. Uh, the building permit said that it was for a truck terminal with service bay, wash bay, parts, restroom, shower, locker room, employee office, Here's the kicker, $10 million. Yes, yes. And I've heard that they're kind of a subcontractor to some of the bigger um, companies around Lincoln that need trucking services. But I'm sure they've got a pretty big reach all over the country if they're building a $10 million building. One would hope so. So kudos to them for that uh, project. Uh, Robin, uh, we've got some stuff. We're going to head south here a little bit. Yes, we do. Um 
I think the first one we were going to talk about was at 62nd and Old Cheney. Yes, Lincoln Pediatric Group. Um, some medical news there for you. That's a pretty large group of physicians. They are building a new building at 62nd and Old Cheney Road. So kind of think in your mind where Laszlo's is. Right. That's a little bit closer to 56th Street, but this would be east of that. And I think it's it's you, it's probably a bit difficult to picture because it's just been sort of trees there that you drive by and you don't really notice but quite a bit of development coming in at that area. Well, you can absolutely see the building that's going up there. It's... Yeah, it's you can see the building now. And I believe there's also some residential going back in there, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Robin, boy, there's a lot of stuff going in at 70th and Pine Lake. Now, we have talked about on the show Ziggy's Coffee going in there, but we also know of some other... Uh, businesses going in. There. I know, and be very careful looking for this because it is a roundabout and you could crash against a curb, you know, craning your neck to look out the window at all this stuff. So this would be the southwest corner. If Is there a corner of a roundabout? <laughs> the well, southwest direction from <laughs> the roundabout. Um, Metalite and urge, that's an urgent care center that's going in there's a hair salon going in there and robin talk about the hair salon there was also a wellness center i saw on some sign i believe that's correct i i could be wrong but i believe i saw a wellness sign there and makovica physical therapy so right. quite a few business announcements all in one location there that's really pretty incredible leasing and selling work there lot, lot, lots of things happening there and uh skin experts which is a california-based skin and spa company uh, opening at 4400 Lucille Drive, which is, oh, effectively 74th and Pioneers. I just want to say, you know, like not all that far from Momo's Pizza because everybody knows where Momo's <laughs> Pizza is. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of retail things have gone in that little corridor there between 70th and 84th. You kind of have to hunt for them, but they are there. Um, over on South 84th Street, about five blocks south of O, right before you, when, when you're coming past the former State Farm and past the running trail and, and you're getting closer to the homes. Nebraska Department of Education moved into the first floor there. They were downtown, right? Yeah, and this is the the building that if you ever would go to the, the park there, you had to drive right by this building uh, and you would park in the parking lot that's just to uh the east of of the building uh if you if you had kids in soccer there they had several soccer fields over there mm -hmm. so. but yeah the state farm property is kind of ending up being split up among a lot of different several different users uh, yes so. yeah well thanks for joining the show today if you have news to report or a question to ask us at grow lincoln contact us on facebook or twitter mm -hmm.